0: Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Ooh, lightning. Here, once again, are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Don't lie. What's
1: This hour is indeed brought to you by Acura Memphis at Ridgeway and 385. That's where you'll find Acura Memphis, the beautiful dealership, all those beautiful automobiles, the new Acuras, pre-owned vehicles, including certified pre-owned Acuras. You'll find it all at Acura Memphis, as well as the great people to deal with every single time you're over there. Go by, take a test drive, feel the Acura difference, and feel the Acura of Memphis difference. It's just always a great car buying experience when you deal with the folks at Acura of Memphis.
2: Sunny 35 degrees. We're looking at a high today of about 54. It will be breezy tonight, fair and cold, low of 36. As we welcome you back for our final hour here on this Monday edition of Sports 56 Mornings, Greg, Eli, and Zach, we are in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, their Christmas sale continues at 2120. Witten Road, just north of I forty.
1: How hard do you think the wind's got to be blowing? to cr- When do we cross from breezy to windy?
2: Double digits.
1: I don't. Know. i just wondering. Breezy to windy. I think breezy is, or does breezy the same thing as windy? Or does there a certain is there a certain mile per hour that we you can't call it breezy anymore? You have to call it windy.
2: All right. Let's assume it's different because there's two different words: breezy. Ten miles per hour, windy. Fifteen.
0: I Under think, ten, it's not breezy or windy. I think windy is ten or more. Breezy is probably like five to ten. You're going five to ten for breezy. Yeah. See, I
1: feel like five yeah. miles per hour. Windy any can't feel. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. You can't really? In golf, the the whole term is when it's breezy, swing easy. But that's usually like they will use that when it's really windy outside. Guys, because nothing, right? You can't say when it's windy. There's nothing that rhymes with that, so it's a little harder. But and it's windy. So I don't hook up with Cindy. So I don't know if maybe breezy and windy are technically the same thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just a maybe. I don't know if the weathermen out there use breezy and windy interchangeably, or if there is a scale. But you're saying ten and above is windy.
2: Yeah, I'm going breezy ten. I would say under ten does not feel even. That's breezy. what I say. But then again, it's who knows? Maybe we could talk to a real meteorologist. Speaking of meteorologists. And again, I understand the job you guys do, and I think our market has some really, really good meteorologists slash weather people. I'm not sure if everybody has their their seal, but Saturday I'm watching that Army Navy game, and the one guy who I thought, um, you know, Childers is up there doing his thing, you know. And but I'm watching, uh, trying to watch that Army Navy game, and the young guy for what channel is that three? Who's really good, really good, good good young meteorologists here, but he. He spent most of the time trying to explain You're why... You're scouting the meteorologist now. I like yeah, that. I'm glad to, get, to get, think, your, get your approval. You're out there
1: judging all the meteorologists. Well,
2: you know, having been in television for as long as I have, I, I really think we have a good market of... Uh, and have, You know, some have retired. Uh, really, really good uh, at what they do. And I know there is an importance of what they do. It's meaningful. It's try to keep you safe. I, I understand all that stuff, but... The one guy, again, very good, is, try, is spending more time trying to explain why they've cut into the Army-Navy game than actually giving us updates. And then they're giving us updates saying, yeah, it doesn't look like it's really going to form into what we think it could. You know, so Again, so why are you there? Go in the little box, put the Army-Navy in the big box. Have your little box with the little... So you like, it, like You just
1: you want to put them in a little
2: box? Want to put them in a little box. Just for that time. Just because a little time. Like Jack in the Box. Yes. Yes. Every once in a while, I'll spin it, they'll pop up yes. in it and they can now give if it it was, the weather? If it was in Nashville, I know they had some serious weather out there. Murfreesboro, those areas, I understand that. but I mean, we're, The second break into the Army-Navy game was what was going on in Corinth. I guess Corinth gets the uh, Memphis market, but I mean, geez, again, they were saying, eh, yeah, it's not really materializing. Go in the little box, give me the Army-Navy in the big box. So Raider
1: Corey, and I guess he got this from Wikipedia. He says, breezy means 15 to 25. Windy means sustained winds of 20 to 30 miles per hour.
2: So don't they cross over there?
1: They do. So at, there's, there's a the 20 mark. There is yeah. an overlap. But for windy, you got to be all the way sustained at over 20 mile an hour. And breezy he said what? It was 15 to
2: 25. Yeah, so I guess from under 15, they don't feel as anything. We were talking about it being under 10. Apparently, under 15 is nothing. No big deal. Kickers should never miss in winds that are 14, 13, 12 miles per hour. Yeah, I mean, I don't,
1: like, I, don't, I, I can't walk outside and say, oh, this, I can't, I have no idea what winds are. Like, mm-hmm. if you said, how many miles per hour do you think this wind is? Like, I don't know. I have no clue. I know. Like, I think it's either the wind's blowing or it's not. My, my meteorology is the wind's either blowing or it's not. And exactly. Like, I feel like at eight miles per hour, I probably say the wind's not blowing.
2: I've tried to play golf twice since it's become, I guess... Are we even technically in winter yet? I don't even know if we are, but... No, December 21st. Okay, that's what I thought. So so late November, early December, I've played twice and both times. I guarantee you, officially, it was windy. Really windy out there.
1: Doug Doug Texans is what an ending to Army-Navy. I took Army and the over. See, there's always the people out there that took the over. So the the amazing safety, while probably... Overall, lost people more money than it won people, but there are winners out there because that same. Who
2: was that, Doug? Mm -hmm. Good, nice parlay win on that one. I would have taken Navy and taken the under, and I would have lost. How about why would you have taken Navy? Just because my buddy. Not good. Pete Medhurst, the voice of Navy. I don't know. I just there's something about Navy. I always lean toward Navy over Army.
1: Here's a hit. Don't bet
2: based on your buddy does
1: play-by-play for a team.
2: I know, but Navy won for a bunch of years in a row, and actually, um, you know, I had a couple of couple of bets that were made, uh, you know, under the table, and won those bets. But how about Bill Belichick on ESPN Game Day? Wearing the Navy helmet, putting on, showing personality. Mr. Belichick, Mr. Cremudgeon, stepping out He has of his personality. When
1: he's, when he's not talking about his own team.
2: Well, I never see it, but he was great. And you had Corso right there. That was, uh, that was good stuff from uh, Foxboro, Massachusetts. All right. We turn our attention now to the National Football League. I'm going to jump right to the Kansas City game. Because it probably is continuing today that Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid to a certain extent, probably others, continue to lamb-base the officials. Not the only game where officials are being lambasted. They are being criticized more than I think they ever have. There's always criticism. But my gosh, it is incredible when I'm reading about officiating. But in this Kansas City game, it came, comes down to a play where a touchdown was nullified on an incredible play From Travis Kelsey to Tony, who runs it in for a touchdown. But they call it back because Tony had lined up offside. And again, Mahomes just going crazy after the game. Went up to Josh Allen in the greeting line, basically, at the end. Not a greeting line, per se. But comes up, gives him a hug, and said that was the worst effing officiated game I've ever seen. Or something to that effect. The guy was lined up offside. You're not supposed to call it. it, it
1: this is a, it's a weird play because, first of all. It's on Tony, and and Tony, I mean, all you got to do is check with the official. Right. Um, I assume he did not, and I know if he checked with the official, the official told him it was okay, then that's on that official. But I'm going to guess that he just did not check with the official, but the officials allow these receivers to check with them to make sure they are lined up correctly, whether you're on the line or mm-hmm. off the line or whatever. See it all the time. Now, having said that, a lot of... The- people have talked about the fact in the past they never called this like this wasn't even a thing that was called like they basically let you get away with it but they, they would basically just tell you like hey you're lined up offside you need to get back or whatever and they would let it go give you kind of that warning and they really never call it
2: not on but, the yeah on the offense on the defense side they call it yeah, you're in the neutrals th- th- this year
1: they have started to call it it's one of their points of emphasis i guess and mm-hmm. they talked about it. it's been called now i think 11 or 12 times this year um, around the NFL and the but the people will still all some of these officiating people still say that like they'll usually give you a warning like if you do it once they'll give you a warning now was Tony given a warning or were the Chiefs given a warning before that I have no idea um, if they weren't should you give them the warning again if this is something that's very kind of common amongst officials that they'll they will give you the warning yeah, I don't know. It's it is a weird thing. Again, it's weird to see a receiver line up cuz he he is clearly offside. Like he clearly is lined up offside. Um so certainly by the letter of the law, it is a penalty. But I just don't know what kind of the is the normal thing there as far as what officials do and don't call. Do they give warnings? Had they given a warning in this game, I could certainly understand the Chiefs being upset, but In the end, your guy, stupidly enough, lined up offsides, very easy for him to check with the official to make sure he is lined up correctly, and then you don't have to worry about any of that.
2: Yeah, I I hate that we have sports where we take rules and we decide, well, we're going to use them in certain times. Other times, we're not. We're going to give warnings here. We're going to give warnings there. You're accurate in everything you said. But the bottom line is he violated a rule Currently in the rule book in the National Football League. So Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they can go back to making commercials. They lost the game. Buffalo won the football game. They made a mistake. Their guy, Tony, made a critical mistake or Kansas City won, would have won the game. Instead, the Chiefs are now 8-5. and five. They've lost two straight games. They still lead the AFC West, but by only a game now over Denver. Meanwhile, Buffalo had to have the game. We've talked about their rugged schedule here. After a bunch of losses earlier in the season, they could have uh, ill-afforded to lose that game. They would have dropped under 500. Instead, they get the win. If the playoffs were to start today, they'd still be on the outside looking in. But that was critical. They go to seven and six. Bills were my pick to win the Super Bowl. I'm just, I'm begging to even make the postseason. But if they do, they're a dangerous team. Josh Allen, 23 of 42, 233, touchdown and a pick. 10 rushes for 32 yards and a touchdown. Mahomes went 25 of 43 for 271, a touchdown and a pick. But a huge win for Buffalo, controversial in the end, but it wasn't the only game. Where there was controversy, as far as the officials are concerned, the 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 part that sucks about it is it was like the, it was
1: an amazing play by Kelsey. What a pass! Right, like he was I, it like the what the the wherewithal to just do it first of all, and like just to see him over there and then throw a literally a perfect pass to him almost got deflected, but he gets it around the defender. Like it just it was such an amazing play. That it's unfortunate to me. I wanted to see it stand just because I was like, dude, that, that play is absolutely amazing by Kelsey. That was a tight spiral, dude. He was like, it was just the wit, like, so quick thought, everything else, and to be able to do that is it's just it's crazy. And then to have that, I mean, I, again, I could understand where Mahomes they're like, you, you pull off a play like that mm-hmm. to have it called back because of something. Like that penalty? Yes. And and obviously there's frustration growing in Kansas City because they're struggling and the offense just isn't what it used to be for whatever reason. They can't get it going. You pull off an amazing play, looks like you're about to win the game, only to find out your receiver lined up off sides. I could see where it's it's kind of reaching a boiling point right now in Kansas City because they don't they just don't know. Like they for Mahomes, like that offense is never strong. Struggle like the way it is right now. They just, they can't, they're just so inconsistent week to week. You know, they just, you know, they went through the long stretch where they didn't score any fourth quarter points. The second halves have been terrible. Now here they only score 17 points in this game. Like I could see where there's a lot of frustration because probably it's just like, what the hell's wrong? Why, why aren't we doing what we normally do on
2: offense? Don't blame it on Taylor. Don't you dare blame it on Taylor. She had nothing to do with it, she didn't line up wrong. She wasn't lined up offside. I bet she went crazy, though, with that pass. She oh was my god, going nuts! Because she is a lunatic
1: for a fan. Like she's a terrible <laughs> fan to begin with. Like when Kelsey, if Kelsey would have just made the catch and went to the ground, she would have lost her mind over it. it would act like they just won the Super Bowl with what he did. <laughs> I she, I can't even. Imagine. She probably didn't even know about the penalty for a long time because I'm sure she was running around going crazy. Didn't have time to think about it. there might have been a penalty on the play. She probably found out late last night. Like after she talked to him after the game, she's like, "What a great win!" He's like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, well, that play you did, like you guys won the game. You're like, no, there was a penalty. She's like, oh, she, I was like showing. Oh, I broke my TV. I don't know. I I broke the TV when I saw you do that. So I couldn't. I didn't know what happened after that.
2: All I can think of is the old. Do you are you old enough to remember SCTV? SCTV, which had. Um Oh, uh, John Candy was on it and all those guys. They're really really good. The Canadians, but uh, that's right. You hate Canada. I forgot you hate Canada. But kind of the Canadian version of basically Saturday Night Live. Well, they had the one segment where we're we're gonna blow you up real good. And like the dudes' heads would just implode. They would just explode, right? The head. That's what I think of with Taylor Swift. Like her head just exploding watching that play. All right. Uh elsewhere in the National Football League, week 14, Cincinnati over Indy, 34-14. Colts have been playing really well. Here come the Bengals. They win a second straight week with Jake Browning at quarterback, 18 of 24, 275, two touchdowns and a pick and a touchdown run. Jake Browning trying to save the Cincinnati season. Yeah, he's, he's I mean he looks really good. <laughs> These
1: last couple of weeks, he's, he's he's looked really good. And um I it's you know Njoku um or not in um, Njoku caught a touchdown. Higgins was the guy because like Jamar Chase had like three catches in this game. Like you think like okay, if you're going to do that as the quarterback of the Bengals, you just throw to Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar right, Chase. He right. like, had three catches and they still put up 34 points in the game.
2: Also in the AFC North, you had the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams winning 37 31 in overtime to improve to 10 and three. Tylen Wallace with a 76-yard punt return in overtime to win it. You talk about exciting finishes.
1: Yeah, the old walk-off punt return touchdown is—that's a pretty cool thing. It's crazy. Like that game was played in a downpour. Like it was terrible weather. You always think, like, in those games, like, I'm in mean, terrible weather, they're going to be able to do anything. They put 68 points in terrible weather. Like, it's it's bizarre sometimes how these, like, other games in perfect weather or in domes, teams couldn't score at all. This one is in a downpour, terrible weather, and there's 68 total points.
2: Scored. Yeah, good point. Stafford and Jackson, the two starting quarterbacks, each threw for three touchdowns. Jackson threw for over 300 yards, Stafford nearly 300 yards, and Jackson added 70 on the ground Cleveland and Jacksonville Cleveland wins 31-27 as Joe Flacco with his second straight start wins his second straight game 26-45 of 45, 311 yards 3 touchdowns and a pick Trevor Lawrence did play so he keeps the streak going 28 of 50, 257, three touchdowns, but he did get picked off by that great Cleveland defense three times. Miles Garrett said after the game, what do they say about Joe Flacco? Elite? Something like elite quarterback. Joe Flacco's got a Super Bowl. He had been, I don't know what he had been doing. I think he was auditioning for one of the um, media outlets to do some broadcasting, some NFL analysis. Inside the NFL. Inside the NFL. And here he is leading the team to another win. So now in the AFC North, which you can argue was the best overall division from top to bottom, Baltimore 10 and 3, Cleveland 8 and 5, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati now 7 and 6. Now Pittsburgh at 7 and 6, they have dropped their last two games, so a little bit suspect right now the Steelers as they lose again and but that division really really tough. Pittsburgh lost on Thursday night by the way to New England, if you don't remember, 21 to 18. I'm still amazed that Trevor Lawrence was able to play.
1: Me too. And actually moved right Like, you didn't even notice anything. Like, that dude couldn't walk <laughs> on Monday night and now is playing a game on Sunday. It's, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they did. What, I don't know if Mr. Miyagi came in or what, but that is like crazy to me that he was able to play and move around. Now, both teams just kept turning it over. It was ugly. Um, but Flacco. Well, listen, the dude still has a cannon. Like, he he can still make some throws that just most ordinary humans just have no ability to make. Like, he, he can just—there the, was one. He's, like, rolling to his right, and just, like—it still looked like a flip. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, 30 yards on a line. You're like, dude, at his age, having not played hardly, like, you just don't think that's still there. But you don't
2: lose that arm talent. If you can protect— Joe Flacco, he'll burn you. I mean, the guy has done it in the past. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but Joe Flacco's had a really good career, and even at his age, as you said, can still make the throws, but they need to continue to protect him. Cleveland, with that defense... They can make some noise in the postseason. We'll get back to the rest of the NFL. We'll get back into some basketball with the Tigers and the Grizzlies in our last segment and take your calls and texts at 901-360-8255. Talon Village, Ottoman Park, senior living in today's world, offering more options to fit your needs more than ever before. They are dedicated to the long-term satisfaction and the quality of life for their residents. All they ask is that you're 55 years of age or older. They're located at 950 Cherry Road just off Park Avenue in the heart of East Memphis. You can call them, set up a tour, 901-537-0002, or online at townvillageaudoumanpark.com. Looking for a special place for your loved ones, maybe your future. Live out those golden years and live it in comfort. Well, you do so when you head on into Town Village Audubon Park, and we know that firsthand. We've done a number of remotes there Over the years, their residents rave about this place. Everything you need to continue to enjoy life to its fullest. It includes apartments that have a full kitchen, washer and dryer, all-inclusive resort-style dining with multiple venues, bi-weekly housekeeping, outpatient therapy, community social area featuring a fitness center, home theater, game rooms, indoor pool, whirlpool, bistro, 24-hour pantry, Dog park, gated parking, resident gardening areas, on and on and on. All the modern amenities you want for your loved one or for yourself for yourself. looking at those golden years of your life. Town Village, Audubon Park, 950 Cherry Road, just off Park Avenue. Call them at 901-537-0002 or go online to townvillageaudubonpark.com. You're tuned in to Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.
0: Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Witness the power. Here once again Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. I've been roaming around
1: So you just heard the uh, commercial there for the light garden down in Isle Branch City Park, which is that wonderful Christmas light display. This is year number two. They have it to walk through. The, and Just an absolutely fantastic thing. I do have a couple of tickets for somebody to go down um, to the light garden down there in Ala Branch. Again, it goes all the way through December 31st. December 31st, I have a big firework show for New Year's Eve. but And they've got other special nights that go on throughout this, but it continues through December 31st, that Light Garden display. So still plenty of opportunity for you to get down there. And I've got two tickets for the Light Garden. By the way, lightgarden.online is the website <laughs> to get more details and to buy tickets uh, to go down there and see what those special nights are that they do have coming up. But two tickets for caller number three at 370. 360-8255 360-8255 Caller number three gets a couple of tickets to go to the Light Garden down there in Olive Branch at Olive Branch City Park 360-8255 Caller number three gets the two tickets Speaking of some things we're going to be giving you an opportunity to win too The folks at City Brew Tours we're going to be giving away some free tours some free tickets for City Brew Tours I'm actually going to be doing this this weekend I'm looking forward to Saturday i'm gonna get the opportunity um got my tickets i'm ready to go on one of these city brew tours if you have not you do not know what this is city brew tours memphis this is uh it's a chance to go tour some of our local breweries they provide your transportation so that you get on the tour you're going from brewery to brewery you'll visit three different breweries you get to sample uh beers at each one of those they've got some food for you some snacks and food along the way as well um it's about a three-hour deal you're going to see behind the scene stuff you're going to learn about the beers that they're making all of the different things and then again the real cool part you get to sample the beers you get you get you get some pretty pretty decent stuff from what i'm hearing as far as the amount of samples that you get so i'm looking forward to that i'm going to be doing it this weekend we're going to be giving away some free tours uh, on city brew tours so you can uh, be listening for that as well over the next couple of weeks during this holiday season but uh, just absolutely fantastic city brew tours dot com slash memphis that's the website that's where you can go get details on this that's where you can buy your tickets and you can do you know maybe just a couple of you if you want to take you and your wife or you and a couple of friends and you could go and you'll be with other people but if you've got a big party you've got a big event you can do your own private tour you can book a private tour maybe it's a birthday party a bachelor party a bachelorette party maybe it's a work outing any of those things talk to the folks go to the website City. Brewtours.com slash Memphis.
2: Do they do the tours only on the weekends? They
1: do Thursday night. They do Friday night. They do noon and 6 on Saturday and then they do a Sunday afternoon one as well.
2: Alright. Back to the NFL. Tampa Bay over Atlanta 29-25. Baker Mayfield touchdown pass to Kate Otten with 11 seconds to win it. So now Tampa Bay, Atlanta and New Orleans are all tied at 6-7 and seven at the top of the NFC South. Good chance that, again, just like last year, a team with a losing record wins the NFC South.
1: And the Cowboys will have to visit that team in the first round of the playoffs.
2: We're the and Eagles. we like, yeah, the Eagles. The Eagles aren't going to lose again. Uh, the New York Jets beat the Houston uh, Texans 30-6. Zach Wilson back in the starting lineup. The guy's been benched several times this year. All he does is go 27-of-36 for 301 yards and two touchdowns, one of the better games of his career. As the Jets get the victory, C.J. Stroud unfortunately gets hurt, was just 10-of-23 for 91 yards before injured, uh, the concussion protocol situation, so he had to leave. Davis Mills came in, and the Texans, who had been playing well, still in the playoff hunt, lose the fall to 7-and-6.
1: Yeah, he lost Nico Collins on the first drive of the game. They were already playing without Tank Dell, so they were out receivers. And I um, mean, that Jets defense is really good to begin with. And I, um, I should apologize. I, I should never have doubted the paddle game. I was, I my bad, my bad. I will apologize to Brandon on Friday. Should never doubt the paddle game, and we see why the paddle game just continues to
2: roll right along. It, it's pr- pretty amazing that, I mean, he he is... I know he's crazy and colorful, and I think most people who listen to the show, who listen to Brandon, they love him because he's he's funny, he's off the cuff, he, he's wild. But the guy can really handicap, and he wins an awful lot. A lot of his games... They don't win, no, None of these handicappers win all of them. But my gosh, he wins a lot of these games, and again... The whole deal with his girlfriend—it's—it's it's pretty amazing. A pretty amazing run here, uh, each and every Friday on our show. Detroit loses again to a team that I felt was inferior to them. Chicago twenty-eight, Detroit thirteen. As the lines fall to nine and four, and the Bears improve to five and eight, all of a sudden Detroit has become a bit inconsistent. And usually in those losses, Jared Goff throws several picks, and he threw a couple in this game. Whereas Justin Fields went 19 of 33 for 223 yards and a touchdown, 12 rushes for 58 yards and a touchdown. So now the way the Bears have started to play, Eli, I wonder if they will take a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I still I think they will just because, again, because of contract purposes, they will end up taking a quarterback. But for them it would be really nice if Justin Fields can continue to play well, because that increases trade value of Justin Fields. um, If they, if they do go that route, Um, I mean, the bears should have beat the lions the first time they, they, they let the Lions score what fourteen points yep. in like the last mm-hmm. two minutes of the game or whatever, three minutes of the game to rally to win that one. They also yesterday had Jared Goff's Jared Goff's numbers in December are not good. No, they're not. He is really good up until December, um, but then you get him outdoors, especially in December, and he is a different quarterback. And um, but yeah, the Bears certainly um, they they like I said they should be two and zero against the Lions this year, and we'll see what you know based on those golf numbers, what are the Lions able to do? They've still got the
2: Cowboys
1: and don't they have another really good team on their schedule still?
2: The Lions? Yes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They
1: still have to go to Dallas.
2: I can tell you this. With four games remaining, the Lions' lead is down to two over Minnesota. Now, if Green Bay wins tonight, they would go to seven and six and pull to within two of Detroit. Their division title... Hopes, obviously, are still pretty solid up by two, but they're not guaranteed. Well, they play the Vikings twice
1: Yeah, still. They got the, and the Broncos, who are hot. Not, I was thinking it was another really good team, but it's the Broncos. Yeah, but
2: Denver is playing well.
1: Um, Broncos, Cowboys, and they got the Vikings twice. I think the <laughs> Vikings still have that opportunity because the Vikings play them twice.
2: Three of the four in that division, the Lions, Vikings, Packers, all positive point differential. Bears are minus 39, but again, the Bears have played well here recently. New Orleans, mentioned they're in a three-way tie. NFC South lead. They beat Carolina 28-6, but then again, everybody beats Carolina. New Orleans 6-7. Derek Carr returned from injury 18-26. Buck 19, two touchdowns and a pick. And the Carolina Panthers fall to 1-12. Minnesota and Las Vegas. If you like offense, ladies and gentlemen, you didn't like this one. Minnesota wins three to nothing. Greg Joseph, thirty-six yard field goal with a minute 50 second, uh, fifty-seven left, gives Minnesota the win to go to seven and six. The Raiders fall to five and eight. Josh Dobbs benched in that game. The Minnesota quarterback, he was the feel-good story just several weeks ago. He's benched, replaced by Nick Mullins. Justin Jefferson left with an injury, but Minnesota they carved it out. They were able to get the win.
1: I don't understand. I will I don't I literally cannot comprehend that in the the year of our Lord two thousand twenty three we could have a three nothing NFL football game. Barring like if it was outdoors played in a blizzard. And I'm talking blizzard. I'm talking like fifteen mile an hour winds like you can't even see. I don't understand how you could play fifty-eight minutes of scoreless football in the NFL with the way the rules are set up for the offense today, that it's I, I don't I I, I can't I, I have no possible explanation for that.
2: I'll take it one step farther. I don't see how in this day and age you could have a three nothing game in college unless it's Iowa playing. So I think you're right. Unless it's a monsoon or Iowa's playing, I don't see how in the NFL and college you can have a three nothing game, but you have one.
1: And unfortunately, Unfortunately, there were people that were there, paid good money, good money, and others see. that were probably forced to watch it on television.
2: San Francisco beat Seattle twenty-eight to sixteen. Niners ten and three. Seahawks six and seven. Christian McCaffrey sixteen totes for one hundred and forty-five yards. Debo Samuel seven catches one hundred and forty-nine in a touchdown. Greg Kittle three catches seventy-six yards in a touchdown. As well as Dallas is playing, and we'll get to them in a moment. We've seen the recent struggles of Kansas City and Philadelphia. There is no question in my mind right now, San Francisco as long as they're healthy, best team in the in the uh, league.
1: When Debo's healthy they don't lose and their offense is awesome and they've got the Ravens still they've got the Rams still but both of those are at home probably not going to lose a game the two road games they got remaining are at the Cardinals and at the Commanders so they are uh, on track to get the number one seed in the NFC and if they get that number one seed it's going to be very very difficult to go in there and beat them
2: Denver has a minus 22 point differential yet they're over 500. they win again they're seven and six they beat the Chargers 24 to 7 Russell Wilson 21 to 33 224 two touchdowns and a pick. Justin Herbert got hurt, fractured right index finger, may take him out for the rest of the season. Ethan Stick replaced him. Wonder how many people knew before the game that Ethan Stick was the backup quarterback with the Chargers. Herbert was nine of seventeen for ninety-six yards and a pick before he got hurt. Stick thirteen to twenty-four for a buck seventy-nine.
1: We Herbert had the <laughs> Herbert's been playing with the broken hand, broken finger on his left hand. Now he breaks a finger on his right. How do you break two fingers in one season?
2: I know, unless you're involved in the mafia, like that, that I don't understand how those fingers are so broken. They, that one season.
1: quarterback has broken a finger on both hands now. Right. I don't. I keep waiting. Like every time one of these games, like I just keep thinking that that's going to be the time that they just do away with Brandon Staley. But I don't know. I guess it's still early on the West Coast. Maybe today is the day. Like it's. I don't know. Or maybe they're just like, hell yeah, with it. We'll let him coach the rest of the season. But at some point here, it's it's got to happen.
2: Oh, it's going to happen, but I think they'll probably wait until the end of the season. We already talked Buffalo, Kansas City, and then last night, your Cowboys. How bad damn Cowboys. Thirty-three to thirteen over Philadelphia. Both teams now ten and three. The Cowboys have scored, what is it now? Thirty plus points in how many games in a row? At home it's eight straight at home? Know, something like that. Yeah. I think it's like eight straight at home. Brandon Albrey, the kicker, kicked a fifty-nine and a sixty yard field goal. I saw the 60-yarder. It could have been good from 70. Dak Prescott continues his hot streak, 24-39, 271, and two touchdowns, just in total control of this team. Can 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 they do it? Can Jerry Jones get that Super Bowl? Cowboys playing as well as anybody, I, I would say, right behind San Francisco right now.
1: Yeah, it's just. It, I mean, they're great at home, 15 in a row, and they— but it. But even if you just, it's not even just home. But if you look at their numbers on turf versus grass, it's night and day difference. And if they're in a situation of one, either having to go to Philadelphia, or and or going to San Francisco, two places that they'll have to play on grass. And I don't. You got to prove that you could do that. Obviously, San Francisco already demolished them once this year. Um, the defense was great last time. Did not give up an offensive touchdown. Um, you know, forced turnovers, which is what they live on. You got the fumbles from Hertz, Brown, and Smith all in Cowboys territory. But that's how, that's how that defense, they, they do it. They, they force turnovers. They get turnovers. Um, certainly, they, you know, the offense is clicking um, and continues to play very well. But, again, if you go to San Francisco, to Philadelphia, can you continue to do that? And can you stop those offenses in those settings? Especially San Francisco, who they couldn't even slow down in that first meeting. Aubrey is amazing. The Cowboys, in all likelihood, will have now two straight years where they went to the USFL and got a guy who becomes a Pro Bowl player.
2: Both, special,
1: both special teams. That's um, what
2: they're there for, right? Those but USFL is, players, formerly the XFL players as well, right? They're there for them to develop, and maybe the NFL will take a shot. Aubrey is incredible. Like, it is I mean, watching him kick last
1: year for Birmingham, and he was, and mm-hmm. he was like, I was like, my, this dude's like, his leg is unbelievable. He did not play college football; played soccer, and then took up football at the USFL, and like the the sixty yarder and the fifty nine yarder were both. I mean. And it's like, Shot out of a it's like dead center every time. Like he doesn't even like, it's hard. He's missed three extra points, but he's 30 for 30 now. Or was that last one 31? I can't remember if it was 30 or 31 on field goals. Hasn't missed a field goal. And like every one of them, like you think, okay, like this is going to be maybe, and he just drills it dead center. I mean, his kick, the fact that he hit the crossbar with two different kickoffs last night may actually be the most impressive feat of the night. Hit the crossbar twice on kickoffs. That's pretty accurate. That's pretty consistent to be able to hit the crossbar on kickoffs twice in one game.
2: Yeah, it's accurate, but it's also just, again, like they're shot out of a cannon. They have a different sound to them. Guy's absolutely incredible. I think it was a high draft pick in the MLS, right? He could have went yeah. to the MLS. He went to the He played MLS. Oh, he like, did yes, play. Yes, okay. he, yeah,
0: Toronto FC. Yeah. Did he really? I didn't yeah, even the, know that.
1: Then he got out of that. Then he decided he'd try football. See, goes that- to the USFL. Kicks for two years and was absolutely awesome. And the Cowboys... Pick him up, and he's been absolutely incredible.
2: But that's why these leagues, like the USFL, the XFL, obviously they're they're merging now this year. But to have those spring football leagues for these players to develop and to maybe get that opportunity and then seize the moment once you do. Good for him,
0: Eli. Quick question: If you recall, against the Chargers game early in the year, like I think McCarthy was getting ready to have him kick a sixty-five yeah. yarder, yeah, like. Before, and they, got they got a like a false start yep. and pushed
2: it back, dude. He, and like, should have let him the, try it from seventy because I think the, he would have made 60 a seventy yarder, yesterday.
1: The sixty yarder clearly would have been good from sixty five. Man, yeah, like that's the, the fifty nine yeah. yarder would have. Like, both of those are they're landing in the net. I don't. Yeah, it is. It is an. He's got
2: a just a rocket for a leg. So four games remaining in the season, the regular season. Right now, this is accurate. Baltimore's the one seed in the AFC, Miami the two, Kansas City the three, Jacksonville the four, then Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Indy are your wild cards. But Pittsburgh, Indy, Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, Buffalo, all seven and six. And in the NFC, San Francisco the one, Dallas the two, Detroit the three, Tampa Bay's the four, despite being six and seven. Then Philadelphia, Minnesota, and Green Bay. Right behind Green Bay would be the Rams, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Saints, all at six and seven. Obviously, a three way tie in the NFC South. And Green Bay plays tonight. So, tonight you have Green Bay six and six at the New York Football Giants, four and eight, and Tennessee at Miami with the Dolphins, nine and three, the Titans at four and eight. Folks, if you're doing a little tailgating down the line, whether it be for whatever it might be, just for kids' soccer. Right? You want to have a little lunch, a little dinner while watching the kids play in a soccer tournament or what have you. I know for football, tailgating certainly a big part of that. Quirky uh, Dribs and Barbecue is a great option. It's also a great option for Christmas or any holiday because they give you the option to purchase smoked whole turkeys or spiral sliced honey glazed hams and all the fixings. All you have to do is go online to CorkysBBQ.com, order your turkey, your ham today. Pickup dates, December 22nd through the 24th. You don't want to be slaving over that stove and cooking all the, the food for your family. Make it easy on yourself. Order from Corky's, smoked whole turkeys, spiral sliced honey, glazed ham, all the fix-ins done for you by the great folks at Corky's. They've been in operation for four decades serving up that delicious slow-smoked barbecue. So if you're thinking about lunch or dinner today, think Corky's, Four convenient locations, Poplar Avenue in Memphis, Poplar Avenue in Collierville, Germantown Parkway in Cordova, and Goodman Road in Olive Branch. We're back for our final segment. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56, 98.5 FM.
0: Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Gonna put the world away for a minute. So Wayne texted. in.
1: He said, "Mahomes said in his seven years of playing in the NFL, he's never had an offensive offside call go against him." Well, I find that hard to believe, and would say it's about damn time. Well, that's, but that's the whole point of this thing is they haven't, they don't, they used to not call this really. And again, why? I don't know, but I want to say Terry McCauley last night said that last year it was called twice in the entire season in the NFL. And I think this year he said, and I think this was, I assume this was counting the Chiefs one that had been called 11 times this year. There was one last night in the Cowboys game, which would make it 12. You know, this has been, become a, a, a point of emphasis kind of this year. But going, so... The fact if it was only called twice, I, I, I certainly, if you're Mahomes, it probably hasn't. Like Most guys have never had one go against it. But
2: them. if it's a point of emphasis by the officials, each year we find out when we're going to do college games, what they're going to emphasize this year, if there are any rule changes. He should know, Kansas City should know, every team and every player should know what's being emphasized this year. And if it's being emphasized, you better believe they're going to look at that more stringently, and you better believe that you better stay on side. And for him to line up the way he did, it's on him. So for these guys to lose their minds when it's something that's being emphasized, it's ridiculous.
1: Well, the thing is, again, how have they been handling it this year? Have they been giving warnings? Because yeah, in the past years, basically, that what everybody says. like That's what they would do. You do it, they would give you a warning and make sure. And then, I guess, guys from that point on would make sure they're checking to make sure they're good to go. Have they still been giving warnings this year? And if they have, did they give a, the Chiefs a warning, or did they just throw this flag? I mean, again, I don't know. I don't know what all the answers to all these are, and different officiating crews may be different. Oh, sure, and, and, and whether they give the warning or not. So, right. I certainly can understand Kansas City being upset. I don't, I don't know. You know again, because they, they may have already this year been lined up in that situation and been giving a warning, and said, and then this time they weren't given a warning in a game. So that. I could see where that would upset you. I don't know. Like it, in the end, yes. Was he lined up offsides? No doubt about it. He was clearly lined up offsides. Whether they gave him warning or not, should they give him a warning, I don't know. That's to be decided. But the bottom line is for Tony... All you got to do is check with the official. He will tell you whether you're lined up correctly or not. That's the simplest thing here. They're giving you the option of asking them, and they will tell you whether you're lined up correctly or not.
2: Exactly. Plus, it's magnified a thousand times because it was the go-ahead touchdown that was negated, not just a 10-yard a gain during the, during the uh, game where really it didn't make much of a difference. That was a difference maker. It was a fun play to watch. It was a cool play to watch all for naught. All right the NCAA men's basketball net rankings as of today we mentioned earlier that Memphis has moved up to number 40. this is what the committee bases uh, a lot of things on these numbers Memphis sitting at seven and two now at number 40. Some other teams of note. Uh, Houston by the way is number two in the net Tennessee at number 10. Alabama is number 11 from the SEC. Memphis though does not play them this year. They will be playing Virginia coming up and Virginia is number 20. Auburn from the SEC is number 22. Texas A&M is still 23 in the net after Memphis knocked them off. South Carolina is number 28 in the net. South Carolina by the way lost to Clemson which is the Tigers opponent coming up this Saturday. Uh, I'm looking for Clemson here. Clemson's 13. Thir- I missed him, yeah. Clemson is 13, so Memphis gets a chance to go up against a 13-net team in Clemson. Kentucky's 39. Mentioned Memphis is at 40. Looking to see where Ole Miss is. Do you see where they are? They're 61. Ole Miss is 61 in the latest net. Folks,
1: the holiday shopping season it's here. you got two weeks now before Christmas, so if you're you know, kind of procrastinating, which I know many of us do. There's no doubt about that. I am one of those as well. But hey, you want to make sure you find that special something for that special someone, head on over to Genesis Diamonds. And right now, you could take advantage of their normal Amazing selection. And they're normal, amazing prices, which they have for you all the time. But also right now for the holidays, how about up to five years, zero percent financing? That's right. Five years, zero percent financing. And that's everything is included in this amazing offer. All CIA certified natural diamonds, all lab grown diamonds, even all the luxury pre-owned Rolex watches, engagement rings, fine jewelry, everything you can imagine. Five years, zero interest financing is available at genesis diamonds right now you can buy all of that stuff and you're gonna when you think about it three thousand dollar diamond pendant let's say You just pay $50 a month. That's all you'd have to do, pay $50 a month. It will make your holiday money go that much further with five years, zero interest financing at Genesis Diamonds. Genesis Diamonds located in the Poplar Commons Shopping Center. That's Poplar and Perkins Extended. Get That special someone, something very special from Genesis Diamonds.
2: Again, it's the Grizzlies playing host tonight to the Dallas Mavericks. The teams have split two games so far this year. Dallas, by the way, is the only current division Leader with a better road record, seven and four, than home record six and four. Seven five tip. Luka Doncic plays. Kyrie Irving does not. And as we wrap up things, there is a report. This is the same source that reported Jordan Brown will not be playing again for Memphis, which has not been confirmed at all by Penny Hardaway. Uh, this site says Kansas State big man uh, Naquan Tomlin is in Memphis for a visit according to multiple sources. That's the player that, again, had been with Kansas State, was released from Kansas State, uh, has recently graduated, so would be eligible to play. But Naquan Tomlin, according to reports, in Memphis, visiting the University of Memphis. That'll do it for us. Waldo and friends on Sports 56 is coming up next. We're back tomorrow starting bright and early at 7 a.m. Among our guests, Connor O'Gara, Jeff Crane from the University of Memphis, and from Rhodes, Zoe Goodson, while some other Uh, guests lined up for you throughout the week that I'm sure you'll be excited about. Plus tomorrow, Humdinger's Trivia. So stay tuned for that tomorrow starting bright and early at 7. For Eli Savoy and Zach Boyd, I'm Greg Gaston. Have a great day, everybody.